You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Hello, thanks for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. This is episode 21. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And we have a lot of topics to go over. There's been a lot of stuff going on lately in, um, I don't know, when in games, in comics. Um, so, as opposed to just going over an overview of stuff, we're just going to get right into it. Um, there was a story recently, um, July 11th, kind of old, um, but... Like three days. Four days. Yeah, three know. days, four days. Old. <laughs> Um, you know, obviously it's not up to the minute news, but we'd like to talk about it, is um, a Star Wars controversy of sorts and whether or not George Lucas is out of line with some of his comments. Um, this story was found on uh, CheatSheet.com and essentially reading over the story, it's, you know, basically explaining how, you know, anybody who's not living under a rock knows that George Lucas... Um, sold all the rights to the Star Wars franchise to Disney to the sum of approximately $4 billion. And so because he sold all the rights to Star Wars for this $4 billion price tag, essentially Sony is able to do whatever they want with Star Wars. And so, um, you know, you got all these different, uh, you know, production companies that are, you know, trying to find that uh, Goldmine have a franchise that's going to make them money now and into the future. And um, so, obviously, Star Wars is one of those. And, you know, I mean, without getting... I mean, before jumping into this, you know, to kind of refer back to some of the stuff that uh, Disney did early on, and we talked about it before, is basically um, Star Wars saying that they weren't going to use any of the established canon. You know, there were a lot of uh, books, um, you know, going way back that, you know, obviously tell, um, you know, a ton of side stories and, you know, back history for the Star Wars universe and, um, you know, obviously shows and, you know, that basically Disney wasn't really interested in kind of following any of those plot lines they kind of wanted to do their own thing and so a lot of people were pissed um but they bought the rights and they can do what they want with the franchise i mean uh, essentially george lucas has given up any sort of creative control that he enjoyed while being the owner of the star wars franchise and uh so um basically he's upset that Disney's not really listening to him um, with his suggestions or anything, his ideas, anything that has to do um, with the franchise. And he's, you know, publicly, um, you know, criticized them in interviews for, you know, Disney not accepting his ideas for anything related to any of the new Star Wars trilogy. And, um, you know, so the question is, is he out of line? What do you think? Yep. Hope that $4 billion was worth it. He's old. What's he need $4 billion for anyways? (laughs) 
Well, you know, that's a shitload of money. I mean, obviously, if he cared enough about the Star Wars franchise, then he would have just looked past the money that Disney was offering him and kept creative control of Star Wars and continued to, you know, make his own movies if that's what he chose to do. I mean, obviously, if he had ideas that he wanted to put, you know, into play in future movies, why would you give up control of it unless you were done? Exactly. He's greedy. Um, you and know, now he's paying for it. I mean, maybe he regrets selling it now that, you know, there's still a shitload of money to be made. Um, now that everyone likes a movie that he didn't do. Right. Well, you know, a lot of people would argue that George Lucas did plenty of negative things to the Star Wars franchise. I mean, most people would say that most of the prequels were garbage and... Um, obviously, people hate a lot of characters that were popular in the franchise that he brought in, you know, like Jar Jar Binks, um, and other <laughs> other characters that were, you know, cast in the films, and, uh, you know, just little tweaks that he was always doing with, like, re-releasing this and adding this content and adding this CGI to, you know, the original movies or, you know... Just all these little things that, you know, George Lucas has done. You know, a lot of people could argue that, you know, George Lucas not being in creative control is actually a good thing. Um, that all sounds very money-driven to me. I just think he's greedy. He saw that $4 billion and it was like, yeah. And he probably thought that they would still listen to him a little bit because he created it. And then when, they, when Disney was really like, okay, kick rocks, old man. We don't want to hear you. Now he's like, oh, well, it sucks. Right, it's like, we gave you $4 billion, walk away. He's just bitter. I mean, if he's like, hey, look, you know, I have these ideas, maybe you might want to think about them, and they're just kind of like, no, we got it. I can understand where he'd be like a little burn, because it's like, hey, look, I did establish this franchise and make it as popular as it is, so maybe they could take a little bit of tidbits of what he's talking about, but obviously he can't come forward with like oh hey look here's where i'm hoping you can go with this movie and here i want you know maybe you can do this because this is what i had an idea for and for them to basically you know be like uh no we're not even going in that direction so no you know and for him to be pissed is kind of like stupid. stupid i mean it really is and um you know pretty much it comes down to the fact that he basically wanted to make the movie more of like a family soap opera um, while Disney is going more in the direction of what fans want. And so, you know, there's, those are two very, you know, different things where, you know, Disney's wanting to do things that they think that fans are going to like and enjoy, as opposed to George Lucas, where he's willing to just do what he wants to do, whether or not fans like it. Right. I mean, because that's exactly what a soap opera is. You know, you kill people off that you may not want killed off. You do crazy shit that, you you know, people probably are going to hate. But then they always come back when you kill them off in a soap opera. <laughs> they come back like ten times. Yeah, well. That was my brother. That was my cousin who had plastic surgery to look like my brother. And then it was me. But not me because it was a dream. And then it's my twin that I didn't know I had. And it's aliens. It's crazy storylines. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really do think he's out of line. I mean, he, he shouldn't be going into, like, public venues and, like, you know, talking in interviews about, you know, what Disney 
is or isn't doing. It's you know he sold it. It's done. It's gone. He's never getting it back. He has four billion dollars that he can use as tissues. You know, find something else to do. Create another franchise if you want. Obviously, he better not include lightsabers or fucking X wings. <laughs> um, you know, but do something else with your time. You're a billionaire. Find something to do with all that money that you sold your soul for, right? Because that's we can use them. You can send it over here. <laughs> yeah, let's give our address out. Um, no. So that's uh, that's pretty much where we stand on that. So um, next, we're going to talk about um, whether or not Marvel can finally be adding the. X-Men franchise into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and this was also a story that came out um, July 11th um, via CheatSheet.com and basically um, the story that I read over is basically pointing out that with um, this recent um, Marvel movie with uh, they came out and obviously um with uh, you know Captain America, the Captain America movie coming out and the introduction of Spider-Man into the movie, well, you know we know that Sony still owns rights to Spider-Man, but they allowed Marvel to use his character, and so this brings into question whether or not um, Marvel can get their hands on other characters that belong to other production companies um, specifically with uh, 20th Century Fox and you know their butchering of Fantastic Four and you know their other semi-popular X-Men franchise which they've had a ton of misfires with um, you know but both Sony and 20th Century Fox they've they've had these uh, I mean, shit, they've been making movies um, based on a lot of this content like well before Marvel even established an MCU. You're talking about Fantastic Four, which had its first movie in 2005, and then uh, the X-Men stuff started back in 2000. So, I mean, some of this stuff has been going a long time, but, I mean, they haven't they haven't attained the success that, you know, Marvel has with the MCU that they've put together, so... Um, you know, obviously there's a glimmer of hope with Spider-Man being borrowed um, for a Marvel film. And so the story is basically pointing out that, uh, you know, Sony's dealings with uh, Marvel is uh, benefits from being able to use the character. While Sony is able to keep all the profits while getting backing from uh, Marvel in these uh, standalone films. So what's happening is that uh, Marvel is able to use the character for their films and obviously Sony isn't going to take a cut of that but when Sony wants to do a standalone film the creative rights will basically be controlled by Marvel so that their standalone movie will stay in sync with what Marvel's wanting to do with the character. Meanwhile, Sony gets to reap reward. And so it makes sense because these characters are going to make, I think, Marvel's movies more popular. 
And Sony's going to benefit because they're not going to have a bunch of, well, assuming that Sony's not going to have any more box office bombs because they're going to be brought into the fold and they're going to get to ride the tidal wave of success that, you know, Marvel has created. The Spider-Man movies weren't all horrible. I mean, going into it, some of them were okay. Right, I mean, but in general most Marvel movies tend to just be better developed and, you know, well cast and there's they've there's been little failure in Marvel movies. I mean, I think probably one of the movies that we can refer to that obviously didn't do so well, wasn't as popular and actually ended up getting recast of a main character was The Incredible Hulk with yeah. Edward Norton. Which people kind of always forget about. Um you know, so there is that. But, you know, with this deal, you know, there's always a possibility that, you know, 20th Century Fox might be willing to offer up um, X-Men or even Fantastic Four, which would be uh, a pretty awesome idea because, I mean, X-Men being introduced in the MCU would be a pretty big deal. That's a huge influx of major characters um, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that they can definitely benefit from. Obviously, Fantastic Four, you know, maybe the the first one a while back was okay. Most of the other sequels weren't very great. And then when they try to revamp it, oh my god. And it's horrible. like, what the fuck are they doing? So, um, you know, so I don't think that 20th Century Fox would uh, necessarily um, be making a bad decision by letting Marvel basically take over creative control of uh, the X-Men and Fantastic Four and ultimately would just benefit both Marvel and the fans on, you know, like, what we could expect from those franchises. But, with that said, you know they're not going to fucking give up Deadpool. Not with the huge amount of money that they made off of that movie. I mean, if anything, they'll probably maintain creative control of uh, Deadpool for any future films. But I'm sure they might work out some sort of deal or maybe they could incorporate him into the MCU. Although that kind of brings into question some of the stuff that we've talked about before and how exactly you're going to introduce Deadpool into a Marvel MCU that's traditionally like PG-13. Yeah, I don't think he would fit. Yeah, so there's that. I mean, obviously at some point if Marvel decides that they also want to, you know, make a really great R-rated movie, then cool. They'll fit right in, but as of right now... And even then, I don't know that they would let them have, you know, creative control or anything. So, that's probably a no-go, but at least we can cross our fingers and hope for Marvel getting introduced, or, um, did I see Marvel getting introduced? Yeah. We could hope for X-Men getting introduced, or, you know, hopefully Fantastic Four, because those are some super awesome characters to be adding. Um, I mean... We can all hope. You know, whether or not this is even in the works or even being considered at this point, it's probably not. And if it is, it's probably going to not happen <coughs> until way down the line. So, Hopes and dreams. Yeah. So, um, you know, it talks about uh, all these different uh, production companies trying to come out with their own, um, you know, cinematic universes. There was a story I saw where... Um, Universal is planning to make a monster franchise, and this particular story is indicating why it's destined for failure. Um, this is also from uh, CheatSheet.com, 
and uh, basically Universal is looking to make a monster franchise or a like cinematic universe of sorts that is going to be focused around um, the Mummy, Dracula, Van Helsing, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, and the Wolfman, and you know they already have like some pretty successful franchises. I mean they have Fast and Furious, they have Despicable Me, The Minions, Jurassic Park, and obviously Jurassic World. And so you know they're looking to. I mean obviously they already own rights to a lot of these movies, and so it just probably makes sense you know that all these things can kind of fit into the world thing is is i mean most of these storylines weren't like in the same time period specifically i know they're probably going to try to make it work but like do you even think anyone is really that interested in seeing an mc or well, not an mcu but just a cinematic universe like this that actually sounds like a show i was flipping through channels the other day and I read the description for Penny Dreadful, I think it is. Uh-huh. And it has, like, all those characters in a world together. <laughs> so. You know, maybe that's why they got the idea. They're like, hey, these these guys are making, um, you know, a successful show. And we have rights to all of these specific characters. You know, why don't we try to make some sort of universe around it so that we can maybe tap into some of this market that people seem to be somewhat interested in. The thing is though is like being somewhat interested or having like a pretty popular television show doesn't necessarily equate into ultra successful big budget movie. You know? I don't see it being a whole franchise. I mean that's still a, that's a pretty small corner of a viewing market not everybody likes monster movies well i think and okay they did the dracula untold movie they released in 2014 we didn't go see it because it didn't seem interesting and it flopped like huge at the box office so if they had a movie that was out recently that basically flopped when they obviously were trying to i don't know like basically like reinvent dracula to be um, what's the word? I mean, they were just trying to relate Dracula more to people. You know, it's kind of showing, like, how he became Dracula, like, the origin of Dracula. And nobody gave human. a shit. <laughs> right. And nobody cared. Like, nobody gave a crap. And they said, oh, you know, Dracula basically wasn't a bad guy. He was a good guy that was trying to do a good thing to protect people, and he ended up being Dracula. But That's dumb. It's like, nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. So, I don't know. I, I hope they're not, like, really serious, seriously already kind of putting some of these ideas into play and, like, you know, going into production with those movies because, I mean, like you said, it's pretty niche. So, I mean, most of these scary movies, monster movies and stuff like that don't tend to do too well. I mean, just because it's, you know, the mummy in Dracula and, you know, Van Helsing or whatever and Wolfman, just because these are, like recognizable names doesn't necessarily mean they have like built-in mega huge audiences sounds like a lovely halloween party yes so nope not a good idea um we kind of fall back to uh marvel 
and we're going to talk about Captain Marvel and this story. He's talking about why um, Brie Larson is the perfect choice, and uh, this is uh, via cheat sheet as well. Um, in case you're wondering, this movie is supposed to be coming out summer of 2018, and um, at this point, it's explaining why Brie Larson would be great, you know, to be cast as Captain Marvel. Um, obviously this person isn't cast yet only because a casting announcement hasn't been made but you know there were rumors uh, rather recently that I'm not sure if we spoke about on the podcast but um, you know it surrounded whether or not Ronda Rousey was being considered for the role of Captain Marvel I think we maybe did talk about it and it was only because I saw a lot of photoshopped images where people were basically putting Ronda Rousey like in a you know, Captain Marvel uniform, and she actually did look cool. The thing is, though, she is can't like, act. yeah, I mean, she might look cool, but I mean, if she can't act, then what's the point of having her as a character like that? Um, you know, sure, she's got martial arts skills, and you know, she's not bad looking, and she can kind of fit that role, but you got to have some depth. You actually have to be somewhat good as an actor. Like, she has one look on her face. Which is mean. And she can't act. Go look at Fast and Furious. Well, Furious 7, whatever. She can't act. Just fight. That's what she does. She fights. Right. So, um, I mean, whether or not Ronda Rousey is actually being considered for that role, I mean, I'm sure it's it's like being entertained just because of who she is. But, I mean, whether or not they're actually going to go with her is probably like a whole different story. I mean, like I said previously like marvel does a pretty good job of like casting decent individuals for a lot of these uh you know beloved characters and you know obviously captain marvel is probably obviously getting a standalone movie and is assumingly going to be in other movies so you're not going to want some weak would-be actor that just is semi you know that's decent at uh martial arts and just has the look you know, to be in a in a large role like that. So, I mean, it's unrealistic, but I mean, I guess some of these like UFC super fans can hope and dream for that, even though it wouldn't benefit the Marvel universe. Make it hope and dream some more. Pass. <laughs> um, you know, this would end up being Marvel Studios' first female-led superhero film, which to me brought up a bigger question: is like, why? Why is this going to be Marvel's first standalone female hero film? Like, you already have Black Widow, which is a very popular character. I know that she doesn't technically, like, have any sort of superpowers, you know, but she is, in her, you know, a hero. She's part of, part of them. Like, she's part of the Avengers. Like, she helps out, like... Maybe because Scarlett Johansson can't carry a movie on her own anymore. Like, when she's the lead, like, can we talk about Lucy? <laughs> Go ahead. She doesn't do well. It sucks. Like, if you put her as the, the main person, it, it seems like her movies don't do well anymore. She's kind of lost it. Kind of used up. Well, Lucy was, like, just a really bad movie. We were actually out of town. Uh, we were at Universal City Walk. Um... And we went and saw that movie, and we were hoping that it was going to be cool, because it, it did look cool, 
Except when we saw it, it was the most awful movie we'd ever seen, and we were just like walking out of that movie, like, what the fuck did we just watch? We're like, this was sucky. And so, I mean, I guess that makes sense where maybe they just feel like maybe she's not a safe bet for a standalone movie and she's just good enough to be, like, you know, in a supporting role in other movies. Um, you know, that does suck, though, to be ScarJo and to have, you know, that role and be in the Marvel Universe as long as she has been and be in all the different movies that she's been in and just not got a standalone movie. I mean, at this point, like, she's pretty much the only person that hasn't. Yeah. So, um, you know, that does suck for her. Well, her and Hawkeye. But I don't think anybody's going to want a Hawkeye movie. He's not going to get his there's, standalone. There's enough people to talk shit about Hawkeye and, like, how many people wish that he would have died instead of, like, Quicksilver. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's that. Um, I don't think Jeremy Renner's looking for a standalone with Hawkeye either. Like, I really don't think that fool cares. He just shows up for work. He's like, yeah. Well, remember at Silicon done. Valley Comic Con, he was like, well, the money's good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like, how much money are they going to pay me to be Hawkeye? Okay. So, you know, and, and there's a lot writing on this being a successful, um, you know, standalone female superhero movie because, you know, you've had. You know, stuff like Supergirl, Elektra, Catwoman. Um, I can't think of any other ones offhand, but, you know, just naming those few movies that were standalone, female, superhero-type movies, they sucked. They were all bad. And so you already have a terrible track record of standalone female roles um, that just didn't live up to any standard. And you then talk about, you know, this Captain Marvel movie and then why they didn't go with, you know, Scarlett Johansson for a standalone Black Widow. And then, you know, maybe it does make sense because there is a lot writing on it. it. You know, it is kind of maybe an uphill battle. It's not even a matter of just like, okay, we're going to like throw this Captain Marvel movie out because it's going to be in a long series of like other movies where we're developing other characters for the MCU but, you know, just being Captain Marvel is probably not enough. They really are going to have to really have a really good character for this role. Because if it's a failure, it's not just a failure for, you know, future Captain Marvel movies or, you know, Captain Marvel being incorporated into the MCU. But just whether or not a studio is going to want to move forward with other standalone female heroes... If they they know should that. stick her into a group movie first and see how she does. Because people always say they want female-driven superhero movies, but then they never go out and support those movies or, or you know, support those ventures. Equality for everybody, but not really because we don't want to pay for it kind of <laughs> deal. So, I mean, if that's what the fans want, they're going to have to actually show up and well, well, show up and pay for it. You know, to kind of go a little off topic, we're talking about, you know, Ghostbusters being a completely reversed, you know, gender role reversal for the this movie, and it's actually coming out this weekend. There's a couple of shows, early shows that are, you know, here in town um, today um, that are going to be on later this evening, and I was like, you know what, maybe I'll go to the, we'll go see this movie, and we'll do a review on it um, in a future episode, either you know 22 or 23 and so 
I was like, well, maybe we'll go see it. Even though, like, I'm not interested at all in seeing the movie, maybe it'll surprise us. And so I was looking um, at some of the IMAX seating for tonight's uh, 9 o'clock showing, and there were two seats sold in the entire theater. Two. So that tells you how excited people are to go see that movie. Everybody um, hates it already. That's why. I mean, yeah. For a lot of different reasons, though. I don't I don't think It was girls, a little overexposed, I think. Yeah, I don't think the girls are the only reason why everyone hates that movie. Yeah. Even though they're a big part of it. Sorry, ladies. Yeah, so, you know, if, uh, you know, I don't know a heck of a lot about uh, Brie Larson, but, um, you know, I did look on her IMDb and... She was the girl that Jonah Hill liked in 21 Jump Street. Oh, right. Okay. And and so, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, she'd be, a, she'd be a good fit. So, like I said, I looked at her IMDb because I was like, who's that? And I was like, oh, okay. Like, she's done some stuff. I was like, all right, cool. And she has the face to carry her a long time if Marvel wanted to keep going yeah. with her. So... Which- Scarlett Johansson doesn't. She's kind of losing it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see. You know, hopefully Captain Marvel does well. I mean, I don't even care whether or not it's a female standalone movie or or not. Like, I just want to see a good superhero film. Like, I give a fuck. Like, if it's a female or you know, a fucking black midget. Like, I don't care, like, you know, what somebody's pandering to. Like, I just want to see a good film. So, if Brie Larson's the person that's going to be best for Captain Marvel, then I will see that. Um, you know, just hopefully they they cast her or someone who's better. So, uh, initially I was going to do this as a final topic, but we added some um, other content uh, to our show. So... Um, there was an issue with the uh, privacy settings and Pokemon Go and whether or not you should check those settings. Um, this was this was found on uh, BuzzFeed News on July 12th, and uh, basically the way I read this story is that um, there obviously you're when you're downloading these free apps, you're allowing people to access certain information about you, you know, from your phone, and you're allowing it to be able to access, um, you know, other other uh, peripherals on your device so that obviously the app can work and all this kind of thing. Well, um, according to that uh, Niantic uh, privacy policy, um, they're able to collect your email address, your IP address, um, and they can even figure out what web page you were using last before you logged into Pokemon Go. They can uh, get your username and your location, and if you're using a Google account to sign in and you're using an iOS device, usually, um, or I mean, unless you specifically revoke it, um, they can even access your entire Google account, which means they can redirect access their email, Google Drive docs, or whatever. And so... um, well, that's for the people that signed in with Google, because there's there's two ways you can sign into that app. At least it is on my phone. Yeah. So either sign in with your Google account or you sign in with your Pokemon Trainer Club account. 
and people were trying to make them in such high demand when the app was released, the Pokemon Trainer Club, that it would the website would tell you, oh, we're not accepting any applications right now, or come back in an hour, which is what it told me when I did it. So your other option, and the people that didn't want to wait, just went ahead and signed in with their Google accounts, and that's what got them. That's what got them all the extra access to everything. I waited. I opened a Pokemon Trainer Club account like at midnight. No one was playing, <laughs> apparently. But when I log into my app, I get four screens that ask me if I'm going to allow or deny the app permissions to certain things in my phone. And I do it on a case-by-case basis of what I'm feeling. So, I mean, there are, don't follow blindly. Figure out what you're going to allow it to do, and you'll be all right in that setting. You know, some people are like, fuck it, it's free, and it's Pokemon. They can fucking access it while I'm fapping, you know? Like, you can access my camera when I'm doing whatever. You know, it's just there's a lot of stuff in here that it's saying that, you know, you're allowing it to do. Um, you know, they can also share all this info with other parties, including Pokemon... Uh, the Pokemon company um, that uh, co-developed the game, third-party service providers, third parties um, that conduct research and analysis, demographic profiling, and other uh, similar purposes. Um, obviously, part of their policy is they can actually share the data that they've collected with law enforcement in response to legal claims to protect their own interests or to stop illegal, unethical, or legally actionable activity. And so um, Gizmodo had talked to some people from Niantic on Monday, and they said they were working on a fix and uh, verified with Google that apparently they were getting nothing beyond profile information that was being accessed, but it, it appeared that they were actually getting access to other stuff. Now, whether or not these, this company is actually going to access most of the stuff that you're allowing it to is... You know, realistically, I mean, they're probably not, you know, getting in your email or reading or writing email or doing any of that shit. But still, you don't want them to have access to that crap either. Yeah, it's like, why ask for it if you're not going to use it? That's my thought. Right. So, you know, apparently they're working on some sort of fix that they haven't already fixed it. Um, so, I mean... I think they did do a little fix already. Yeah, if not, I would look into it anyways. Um, you know, to revoke certain crap that maybe you don't want it to have access to. You know, or stop using your uh, Google account and sign in with a Pokemon Trainer Club account. Although, I imagine if you're signing in with a different account, then you'd probably have to start over. So, probably a lot of people won't. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't catch any past what you can catch in your house. So, <laughs> so um, there is that. And now, we move on to another Pokemon Go related um, story. This one, pretty boneheaded. Uh, you know, but... A 15-year-old was trespassing on someone's property. Now, this is from uh, thenochill.com. It was probably, these people probably got it from a different website, but I didn't bother to figure out who they got it from, so I got it from them. Um, this occurred in North Carolina, and uh, basically this 15-year-old named Arthur Disby um, left his house around 1 a.m., and... He left the house with a buddy of his who was staying the night, and uh, they noted that there was a rare Pokemon that appeared nearby, and so these people went to um, somebody else's residence, 
where this Pokemon was supposed to be. And they walked all around the house, um, but they couldn't apparently get close enough to this Pokemon in order to capture it. So um, what they ended up doing was this kid, Arthur, um, circled the residence, triggering security lights, and he attempted to, as he attempted to get the Pokemon, then he walked into an enclosed uh, back porch of the residence, and when it still did not appear, he started checking windows on the house and attempted to open them. Now, this part is where I'm just like, you know what? Are people, like, using Pokemon Go as an excuse, like, to try to break into people's houses, but then be like, oh, I was trying to capture this Pokemon? Like, yes. you know, to me, that's what this is, because this kind of goes beyond just boneheaded bullshit that just does not seem like somebody's trying to play the game. So, the homeowner, um, a 47-year-old uh, widow um, who lives alone, heard someone trying to open her bedroom window and armed herself with a 9mm pistol. Um, when she went to call 911, she saw that Arthur was um, gaining access to her home through an unsecured kitchen window she panicked and shot twice and struck him in the chest and he died later. Um, you know, th that's just retarded. I, I don't... Good for her. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to catch a rare Pokemon, whatever it is you're trying to do. I mean, if it's a fucking, like, legendary Pokemon or whatever the hell, like, it that does not... You shouldn't be messing with people's doorknobs checking people's windows, going into people's, like, you know, secured backyards, going into enclosed areas. I mean, really... Be smart. Yeah, I mean, really trying to, you know, trespassing on somebody's property is, like, bad enough. I mean, maybe it's no harm, no foul if somebody doesn't have, you know, a fence and you kind of just, like, walk into the yard because, like, it seems close, but... You know what? If it's if you're not if you're if you're just like walking into a yard and you can't get close to this thing, then you just need to walk away. There's absolutely no point to trying to do anything beyond that because this kid paid with his life for being a moron, and even then, I'm skeptical about whether or not he was really even playing the Pokemon Go game with his buddy and whether or not they weren't just using this as an excuse to go out and try to burg neighbors' houses. You know, um, use your head when you're playing this game. You know, we've been seeing a lot of uh, news reports of, you know, people causing traffic collisions because they're stopping in the middle of the road yeah. to try to capture Pokemon. Um, you know, people are looking at these screens when they're driving. And I saw one just, just recently where somebody freaking put their car into a tree. And, you know, for what? It's just a game. You know... And people are using it, too. Like, thieves can download this app just as easily as non-thieves, and they're finding out where these Pokemon are, and they're hiding, and they're waiting for people to come catch this dumb Pokemon. And then they're robbing them. Is it worth it? You know, no. a lot of these places are way out, out-of-the-way areas, and so there's, you know, little help that you're going to get when you're going out, like way far away to you know try to capture this pokemon and you're out there all by yourself and these people are basically like laying a trap for you because they know that somebody's going to show up i mean people really need to be careful there's a lot of 
you know, nefarious activity that's, you know, being done around this game. I mean, obviously a lot of people that are using this aren't those people, but, you know, people that are playing this game need to be vigilant and realize that there are people, you know, that, you know, could try to jack you if you end up in secluded areas and then maybe you shouldn't go to certain areas, you know, by yourself or super late at night. Yeah, and, that's creepy. You know, Going and... Bed. Yeah, um... You know, and, and, and obviously not doing stuff like this and, you know, putting, you know, people's safety in jeopardy by, you know, I mean, essentially doing something even worse than texting and driving because your freaking, your attention is on the augmented reality screen, you know, using your phone instead of paying attention to where you're driving. You know, it's causing collisions. People are, you know, freaking dying, you know just people aren't paying attention to where they're walking uh it's there's a lot of craziness that's happened with this game you know but you know not that we're trying to speak poorly about this game because this game it's fun yeah i mean i haven't played it um amanda has and i know a lot of my friends are and you know the thing is is that it seems fun um obviously it's getting people out of the house it's getting them exercise people that probably don't go outside as much as they have been are you know so those are all good things and you know obviously it's bringing people in the community together you know there's a lot of talk of you know just tons of people being at local parks and all these kind of things like having meetups and you know talking to random strangers that they would never talk to which is both good and bad depending on how you look at it stranger danger um yeah you know just uh you know just be careful with you know people you're talking to but you know it does have its benefits of you know bringing people you know bringing people together you know to share a common interest so i think that's neat um you know there was a <laughs> there was a uh, a fire in uh in a local park um in our uh, in our city within the past couple of hours and the fire was actually like spreading pretty well and there were a ton of people that called um they called 911 to report this fire um and you know the city fire department was already responding because they were already aware of the call there was one dude that called 911 and was like oh yeah there's a fire um you know in the riverbed here there must be a charizard in the riverbed (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like seriously guys i mean that was actually funny but i don't know so yeah i mean just be careful you know be careful with people that you talk to that you don't know you know don't go in like you know seedy places that you probably shouldn't be going to by yourselves you know walking around at like one two in the morning in the middle of the night like you know without anybody else around or trespassing on people's property and you know trying to get into structures to capture some stupid pokemon like you know your general safety is not worth um it's not worth risking, you know, your safety for a Pokemon. So. Oh, there was one story I saw, though, where people were playing. And then, did you see that where they noticed this guy that was acting weird towards moms with, like, multiples of kids? And they ended up following this guy into a park because he had followed one of the moms with their kids there. And, like, he, they saw, they were Marines, the guys that were playing the game. And they had followed this weird-looking guy into the park because he was following this family. 
And then they notice that the guy is trying to grab one of the kids, so they go and grab him until, like, the police come and they find out this guy had a warrant for, like, attempted murder in another county. Wow. So, I guess there might be some benefit to people walking around playing it, but overall, the stories coming out have been more bad than good. Well, and, I mean, this is, that just goes back to my, I mean, basically my overall point is just be vigilant, you know. Use your head. Pay attention to your surroundings. Obviously, you want to look at the screen so you can figure out where these Pokemon are and all that kind of stuff. But you also need to look your, you know, look up and look around and see who's around you and see what other people are doing and pay attention to where you're going, to what other people are doing. I mean, your safety, you know, is paramount. Obviously, you can't play the game if you're getting hurt or you're getting your phone stolen or worse. Well, yeah, because the the Marines said that the only reason they looked up and noticed the guy being shady in the first place was because the app had glitched, and it, like, I guess it shut him out of it, so they had looked up, and then they noticed this guy was, like, looking at these, you know, these people weird, and then had actually followed this one mom and her kids into the park, and it's all because the app glitched. So if it hadn't glitched, they probably wouldn't have noticed the guy, and that kid probably would have been taken or, you know. Well, you know, it's... You know, a lot of this has been attributed to the fact that just people aren't paying attention and they're just, they're just they have their eyes glued to that screen and you know, they're not looking around. I mean, it's just like, okay, if you're in a submarine, you're in the water, you know, obviously, you know, people bring the periscope up, see where shit is. They bring the periscope down and, you know, continue to dive. I mean, that's basically what you guys need to do if you're playing this game. Pay attention to the screen, you know, do whatever is doing but pause for a second it's not a race pause look around see what's going on see who's looking see who's not and then continue there's nothing that says you got to be like rushing you know over to these things and just you know throwing caution to the wind and you know forgetting where you are what you're doing or who's around you those are all important things so if you're playing that game have fun enjoy it you know and be safe when you're doing it so um, to our next item, it's uh, related to games, and um, at this point, I've seen this freaking news story everywhere, so most people might already be aware of this. Um, but Nintendo is re-releasing their Nintendo Entertainment System console, and it's going to have 30 built-in games, and so it's actually going to be a Nintendo Classic Mini. It's going to be really small. It looks like it fits in the palm of your hand. It's cute. It um, is, you know, it's coming with 30 games, which is freaking awesome. And um, it's going to release November 11th, and it's only going to cost 60 bucks. That's super cheap. You know, um, it's going to come with one controller, and it's going to come with an HDMI cable. Um, the HDMI cable, obviously, you'll be able to plug it in right into your TV. Um, now, it is compatible, I think, with older um, Nintendo Entertainment System controllers. You can also use um, Wii Pro controllers as well. Um, and let's see here. Uh, there's going to be a USB cable that's included, obviously, for powering the system. And the 30 games that are included are... Uh, Balloon Fight, um, Bubble Bobble, Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., um, Double Dragon 2, which I freaking love that game, 
um, The Revenge, Dr. Mario, um, Excite Bike, Final Fantasy, which that should be cool, um, Galaga's awesome, Ghosts and Goblins, awesome, Gradius, Ice Climber, Kid Icarus, Kirby's Adventure, Mario Brothers, Mega Man 2, Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, uh, Pac-Man, Punch-Out, featuring Mr. Dream, Star Tropics, Super C, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, Tecmo Bowl, The Legend of Zelda, and Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. That is a ton of fantastic titles. And, I mean, even our kids enjoy playing some of these older games on uh, the Wii. You know, that they, you know, we paid money to, you know, get the older little titles so they can play them. They love playing those freaking games. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be, uh, I mean, obviously we're going to be a little nostalgic and go buy one too. I mean, for 60 bucks you can't go wrong. 30 games, you know, and be able to play it on your big ass screen. I think that would be super fun. So, definitely looking forward to getting that. If anything, that's going to be a huge fucking seller. Um, you know, obviously because it's releasing in November, that's going to be a big mm-hmm. ticket item for people looking to get stuff for Christmas. Because it's even priced right. Those things are going to fly off the shelves. If anything, I had to be one of those dicks that goes and buys a couple of them. And then puts them on eBay like every other asshole is. Interesting. So, um, with that, we will move on. And, uh... Talk a little bit about um, this uh, Civil War II and which Avenger that was just killed in uh, the recent uh, comic number three um, of Civil War II. Um, this is uh, via the Hollywood Reporter, and this was from yesterday. Um, you know, basically to break it down as quickly and as best I can, I'll just kind of read through this real quick, but. Um, in Civil War Two, in number three, um, Bruce Banner uh, basically gets killed in front of several other superheroes, including uh, Tony Stark and Captain Marvel. Um, essentially, what happens is uh, the uh, Inhuman, known as Ulysses, who has the ability to see into the future, saw a vision where Hulk um, beat the hell out of some superheroes that resulted in some of these superheroes dying and uh, Carol and Tony um, Carol and Danvers is Captain Marvel um, Carol and Tony decide to confront Banner in front of an assembly of a bunch of other Marvel heroes um, where it's revealed by the mutant beast that Banner's been experimenting on himself with gamma radiation only adding to the threat of predicted future where Banner kills a bunch of superheroes um, though, you know, Banner says his experiments are an attempt to keep Hulk at bay, um, the accusations by his friends and allies begin to agitate him, and just when it looks like he's about to Hulk out, um, he takes a shot between the eyes. Um, Hawkeye shot him with an arrow, uh, and killed him. Um, he, Hawkeye, uh, basically surrenders himself, and after doing the deed, he explains that Banner had actually instructed him to take Hulk out if it looked like he was um, going on another rampage and shows video evidence that uh, Banner had provided him with the anti-Hulk arrow. And, um, you know, so obviously with Bruce Banner's Hulk dead, um, that only leaves the uh, Hulk from the totally 
awesome Hulk comic line where Amadeus Cho has absorbed Bruce Banner's radiation, um, basically leaving Bruce Banner to lead a normal life. Uh, so at this point, Cho's going to continue to be um, the Hulk for the Marvel, um, for the you know future of the comics, which is you know part of the revamp Marvel now, um, beginning this fall. So now we have an Asian Hulk. And, uh, you know, Bruce Banner is uh, effectively dead. So, you know, there's another iconic superhero that's bitten the dust. And, you know, I mean, we already had another death of another superhero with um, War Machine, you know, who died at the hands of Thanos. And, you know, that's pretty much why everybody would assume that um, Riri was basically going to take the helm of War Machine, you know, but then obviously everybody gets the surprise that, uh, you know, she's actually going to get Iron Man's suit. So, you know, you have Iron Man so far that's dead, Tony Stark being replaced, Bruce Banner's dead, um, you have, uh, you know, Captain America and all these different characters that are all all different um you know, there's a lot going on in this uh lady thor marvel now universe so yeah i mean there's just a ton so um you know i mean and there's i mean there's i mean we all know that like some of this stuff like isn't going to be permanent but even still it's just uh Pretty annoying, yeah. Marvel. Pretty annoying. Yeah, it's like nobody's safe. Nothing's safe or sacred. And so, um, you know, it's uh, pretty shocking. I mean, Hulk's been, you know, part of the, you know, comics of the Avengers for like 50 years. So, um, we'll see, you know, what happens on the, uh, in the next uh, comic release, you know, we'll find out that, like, all of the Avengers got killed in an explosion. So they have to, like, go huh. find new superheroes uh, at the corner store. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, and, and there was, a, you know, a lot of frustration. And so I kind of pulled some comments from people that, you know, had little reactions to this news. And so there's a guy named Steve P. And in this story, you know, the the writer is basically saying that, you know, all these, this uh, Marvel Now initiative is basically like captivating its audience and whatnot. And so Steve P. basically says, Captivated actually may be the perfect word to describe all of this. The readers don't get a say in any of this. They are forced to sit and watch their beloved characters get turned into PC robots um, all this, um, let's see here. There's a, I actually copied this word for word, and so I think he actually misspelled it. Um, this is ways to die on All this says. Yeah, so it says, all this says to the diehard Hulk and Iron Man and Thor fans is, hey, your beloved characters are so unimportant 
that he can be portrayed by any person. Folks, Hulk is Bruce Banner. Iron Man is Tony Stark. Without these distinctions, what is even the point of creating the characters in the first place? And he's got an excellent point. I mean, everybody is so quick to like replace these characters, these iconic characters, with just someone else. You know, somebody else can fill those boots. And it's like, no, not really. You know, that character pretty much is that guy. And, uh, you know, Marvel can put two or three other people in the place of, you know, in that costume. But I don't think people are going to accept that character the way, you know, the original character, you know, in the way the original character was that figure, you know, example, Tony Stark. Anybody else that takes the, you know, the helm of Iron Man, sure, there'll be Iron Man in name, but nobody's... But you're not going to be the billionaire playboy philanthropist that Tony Stark is. Yeah, that everybody loves and knows. So, you know, that's a perfect example of that. So this next person, um, doesn't use his real name, uh, calls himself Agent Smith, says... The real Secret Wars is against the core comic book customer, done in by the foe much more powerful than the Beyonder and Galactus combined. Political correctness and his sidekick social justice warrior combined the villainous duo of PC and SJW used their powers to hunt down only heroes who were white males. PC and SJW turned Thor into a woman, turned Hulk into an Asian, turned the Human Torch into a black man, but don't worry, Professor X, you're safe even though you're a white man because you're a cripple. And, you know, there's probably a bunch of other people that, you know, feel that exact way. It's just kind of like, you know, if it's if it's not a character that isn't of color, they're going to be. Or they're going to be female. So, um... Because so, it's white privilege to have white people doing superhero things now to me it's almost reverse racism it is people that's what it is but they don't get it all of a sudden it's these dumb liberals that are like oh yeah you know white privilege white privilege well no we're not privileged and white people get discriminated against thank you they do maybe we haven't had it as hard as some other people but the fact of the matter is, is you can't keep changing everything to make it you're not going to make everybody happy no matter what i mean you can say diversify till the cows come home but still you're going to alienate somebody and now with them changing all these comic book characters to you know females or people of different you know races other people are getting offended because those are their their comic book heroes and now they're just being changed because all of a sudden they aren't good enough to be who they were and that brings up this next comment, and this person's uh, login name is Hmm. It says, "Here is a couple. Um, here in a couple of years, when the Marvel movies have exhausted um, the backstories, they're going to have to use these new storylines. And uh, at that point, the movies won't do that well, and profits will sink. Fact is, people aren't interested in all of this new stuff, be it PC, diverse, or fair." I really don't think it's racism or bigotry either. It's not like people will actively make a point 
not to go see them out of protest. It's just because um, people won't get enthusiastic about the trailers. Look at the Ghostbusters movie. I haven't met a single person who is excited about seeing it, mainly because they got it right the first time and people don't like seeing their iconic characters that they grew up with messed with. And Exactly. You know, all of these comments, you know, were like, you know, people can like or dislike these people's comments. Most of these comments got like over 200 people that agreed with them. You know, uh, they got maybe like three dislikes. You know, but there's a resounding amount of people that agree with most of the stuff that these people are saying. And, you know, a lot of it's getting dismissed. And so we're going to continue to have the trend of, you know, the reintroduction of new superheroes with the same costume. Um, you know, being called Iron Man and, you know, Captain America and Thor and everybody else. So... Whether we like it or not, we're going to continue to see this. And, uh, you know, a lot of this is uh, driven by money and comic book sales and keeping comic book stores in business. And I, you know, I get all that. But still, you know, it just, it's still going to piss people off. You know, hopefully what does come of this is that even though this is angering some of the, you know, core, hardcore, um, I don't know, older guard of people that follow. Um, you know, comics and, um, you know, all of these um, beloved superheroes is that, and, you know, this is, I mean, this is the point of what they're doing with this is that, you know, hopefully they do get, or they, it is, you know, Marvel is successful in drawing in new people that read these comics and they get interested in these comics and then, um, you know, eventually when they go back to, you know, the real Hulk is Bruce Banner. And when they go back to the real Thor and they go back to, um, you know, the real Captain America, they just, they go back to all the old characters the way they were. Then all of the older comic book readers will be happy. And all of the new comic book readers they drew in will be angry. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, I think comics are trying to, you know, they go with what society is, and it's a very interesting time in society right now. The political climate is eh, at best. Yeah, so, definitely as um, the safe word. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I can't, I can't imagine that these are the only sets of comics that haven't been motivated by, you know, some political happening and I'm sure some of the older ones had things in it too and maybe not everyone agreed with it and maybe they managed to climb their way out of it so hopefully they do that here too because honestly all the you know people crying for social justice and change most of them are not your comic book fan base not even a little bit sure they might want to see that you change the color of somebody's skin, but that doesn't mean they're going to buy the book with somebody else's skin color. You know what? They like to make a lot of noise, but they aren't a lot of action. Well, we shall see. I mean, obviously, if the if they revert back to it sooner, you know, it's going to be because they had to press the abort button and go back to the way things were for the sake of stopping the bleeding. So, um, you know... I guess uh, sales will speak for themselves, and if 
you know sales aren't terrible they'll continue to do what they're doing because what they're doing will be working so um but uh that's our show um thanks for listening um you can uh, email us at uh, thatcompodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter at um, uh, at thatcompodcast. Um, you can also uh, check us out on Facebook at That Conversationalist. Um, download or listen to us on SoundCloud at That Conversationalist. And you can download us on iTunes as well. Um, this has been episode 21. I'm Jesse and Amanda. Woo. And... Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye.